Hey, it's Bob Stoffer. I just wanted to let you know that you can listen to Oilers Now ad-free on Amazon Music, included with Prime. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Oilers Now with Bob Stoffer. Weekdays at noon on Oilers Radio, 630 Chad. We return to Oilers Now with Bob Stoffer. Brought to you by Digitex. Service for all brands of print equipment in your office? Yeah, Digitex does that. D I G I T E X dot C A on Oilers Radio, 630 Chad. Welcome back, everybody. Bob Stoffer and Brendan Escott with you. It is 133 in Edmonton. All season long, the Oilers Now lineup report is brought to you on game days by Craig Hummel at Remax Excellence. Find your dream home, sell your old home, sold today, edmonton.ca. And we will also mention to you that Royal Pizza, Pizza Pasta, and so much more, Edmonton owned and operated for over 50 years for a menu and a list of their 15 Edmonton area locations. Go online at royalpizza.ca or download the Royal Pizza app for uh, from the App Store. The staff recommendation at uh, Royal Pizza's Mediterranean Chicken. Uh, I can uh, tell you uh, right now that we're having a little bit of full disclosure. Um, we booked Ken Holland. Uh, something has come up during the course of today, and we're still working to uh, uh, coordinate uh, Ken on today's show. So we're going to bang off some texts. Bob, I'm uh, based on how I've seen the NHL call certain games this year, I'm under the impression, says this texter, that, the game, that things are rigged. The missed overtime goal is just the last one in the la- long list of missed calls. With legalized gambling on sports and hockey allowed, it's not hard to see why. Tell me if I'm wrong. Well, I think you're wrong, but the moment you start partnering uh, with the gambling industry is the moment that that is a possibility where that gets brought up. Absolutely. People will end up, uh, tar- you know, uh, mentioning that sort of thing. I don't uh, I don't believe that to be the I, I do believe that there is an approach to how games should be officiated and the guys that have the power with that I think the game's passed some of those guys by. So I think there's some individuals, some of whom are in their 60s, at a league level that maybe need to step aside. The, the bottom line, and, I, and I'm going to tell you this right now, I think that TNT and ESPN really helped out in that regard this year because TNT in particular is focused on selling the stars. They're also not focused on being politically correct. They want the best product, and they push the star narrative, and they want to see the stars excel. 
and there's almost been an egalitarian approach, historically speaking, uh, to how NHL games are managed around the star players. And they just got to play through it. That is kind of what I believe the perspective. Some people have referred to this group as, quote-unquote, the Peterborough Mafia. You know, Colin Campbell and Mike Murphy, and then that gets worked into the narrative around the, you know, Stephen Walkham and the head of officiating. They don't like getting uh, second-guessed or challenged. And I'll tell you, in the NBA, uh, in the NBA, the stars rule the day. And maybe it's unfair to the other players. But in the NHL, I think we need to, we're selling the stars. Michael says, Bob, if you're saying, uh, are you saying if you're over 60, then you need to be replaced because everything has passed you by for Michael? No, I'm not saying that at all. You can be young at heart. Or conversely, you can have an old school approach. You got to stay with the times. That's what I'm saying. So I am not an ageist. I think there's lots of really shut. I interviewed Maury Van Vliet when he was in the 80s, when he was in his 80s. The guy was sharp. This was back in 2000, okay? He was a bright man. He ended up passing away in the next couple of years. But he was a really intelligent, brilliant guy. This text comes in saying, I think Colorado gets a lot of calls. They're a faster skating team, but there's a lot uh, missed uh, by the refs for them. I think we've seen, I think we've seen firsthand that uh, Colorado does seem to get a lot of calls. <laughs> the numbers would support that. Five straight years they've drawn the most penalties in the NHL. Five straight years. But they also have a team that has emphasized skating. And so if you're moving your feet, do you get more calls? And I do. I think Connor McDavid, first 15 games of the year, didn't get a lot of calls. Got a lot of calls as the season wore on. This texter comes in saying, Bob, what would the return on Tyson Berry be? I don't know. I don't have that answer for you. Um, I think the Oilers potentially could have some redundancy. I, I, I know this. Barry wanted to sign here, and he wanted to play here, and he wanted to put in roots here. But Evan Bouchard is sitting there, and the Oilers play the full cap bonus on uh, uh, Bouchard this year, over $800,000 that they'll have to apply to the upcoming cap year. And uh, I think, it, you know, my guess is if Edmonton ultimately did look at moving out Tyson, probably wouldn't be a significant contract coming back would probably be a cheaper player just to create them with a little bit of cap flexibility. And again, it's my belief that uh, the orders are going to end up with more cap space than people think, but I could be wrong. Jimbo says, uh, Bob, the NHL seems to have lots of uh, problems uh, with uh, rules, referees. Do you think there's a chance of the Saudis forming their own hockey league? No, because it's not a big a deal enough in the United States. I don't think there's an appetite to get involved at that level. We'll have to wait and see. That, that's, that's a good one. Bob, wonder if uh, trading, buying out, or resigning Keith's, uh, or, uh, resigning Keith's contract to improve uh, to anyone in the order's office, maybe somebody progressive from Randy... We'll see what happens. I think Duncan Keith's going to play next season. I'd, I'd say 80-20, 70-30, 80-20, 85-15 that he ends up playing. He's got a year left. It's only a million and a half dollars in real dollars, but it's a $5.58 million cap hit for what it's worth. 
Bob, can't the NHL devise some sort of average tax deduction from the wages that uh, makes it equal across the boards, regardless of which jurisdiction to play in, so everybody gets the same income tax uh, slash deduction? I know that some agents will tell you that it's completely overblown the advantages that the state of Florida has, as an example, in Texas, Las Vegas, and Seattle. I respectfully disagree. I think it's a significant advantage. It, it, I think it favors those organizations. No question about it. Here's what we're going to do. We're going to take a quick timeout at this time. It's 1.40, and uh, if we can't get Ken Holland, we'll at least get you Cam Moon on orders now. Quick text on the Ashley Five Floors text line at 780-496-0063. Bob, this is Fletch from Calgary. He says, enough of the Pugliarvi love fest. Let me help Ken Holland with his math this summer. The giraffe, he, that's what uh, Fletch from Calgary is calling Pugliarvi. He needs to go, plus Cassian and Barry. That's $9.2 million in salary, enough for signing uh, Kane, and $3 million towards a $5.5 million goaltender. Done. That one comes to us from Fletch. Oh, if it was only that easy. Well, uh, I, I can tell you that uh, we are not going to be able to line up Ken Holland today. He is uh, stuck currently on a flight, so kind enough to pinch hit. The future general manager of the Edmonton Oilers? I, I, I don't think so. Uh, he'd have to uh, walk over my dead body first. But we welcome back to the show uh, Cam Moon from the Oilers Radio Network. Hello, Cam. How are you doing? Doing good. Yeah, you got the B squad here. Yeah. Well, I, I wouldn't call myself the B squad, but that's okay. <laughs> yeah. No, I know you wouldn't. <laughs> I'm talking about me. <laughs> oh, okay. You're not the <laughs> All right. So tell me this, Mooner. Uh, you're watching the Stanley Cup final. It's 3-1. Tough goal last night. First of all, what were your thoughts on the post-game comments uh, from John Cooper? Was there a hint of resignation in his voice, or was that more frustration, exasperation, that he felt that the officials missed one? Yeah, I think it was hint of resignation of that evening. Certainly the, the emotion of the game, uh, coming back into the coach's office and then seeing the, the clip and, and realizing it was uh, – you know, it was a penalty missed on the play. There's going to be a lot of emotion for sure. And then to have to go face the media, you know, minutes after that, that's a difficult spot. I'm sure after an evening sleep and, and gets himself ready for the next game, you know, he'll, he'll look at it a lot different, but I just thought that was the emotion of the moment. And it was a tough one. And, you know, in real time watching on TV, it's hard to tell because all you see is what, you know, on the screen, you can't see the entire ice. I didn't realize in real time that that was too many men on the ice. Yeah, so we've had a couple of those ourselves when we've been doing games this year where I've been like, there's seven guys out there. They got the puck. Yeah, but they're not 15. They're they're further than 15 feet away. It doesn't matter. They got So that happens once in a while in the league. All right, yeah. as good as Andre Vasilevsky is, can Colorado come back from 3-1 down? Or, sorry, can Tampa Bay come back from 3-1 down? I would say it's highly unlikely. Just the way Colorado's played, how well they've played at home. Uh, they've been coming at you in waves. Their speed, their offense from the defense, all those things. And I know, there's a chance to fill their beat. And... And they've been incredibly resilient, not just this year in the playoffs, but previous. But I don't know that they've been in a situation like this. And I know they were down to Toronto and they they were down to the Rangers, but they and they were able to battle back in those. Okay, uh, 
but this Colorado team's better than, than both of all. So I think it's a, a real long odds at best. I'm with you. You know Darcy Camper. Yeah. That 2-1 goal, and by the way, my wife and daughter uh, didn't think the first goal should have counted. The Tampa Bay scored. What'd you think? Well, by the letter of the law, I, I understand why it did. I, if if the goaltender's mask comes off, but there's the and the other team has the puck and has a scoring opportunity, the referee can let it play on. So I get it. I understand it. It'd be frustrating if you're the goaltender for yeah. sure. Yeah. And nobody wants to play, you know, Gump Worsley style. That's no fun. So. Yeah, I can I can understand the frustration, but I totally get why it was a goal. Okay, the second goal. You've seen that goal from Darcy Camper before, haven't you? <laughs> yeah, I have. And unfortunately for Darcy, um, a great guy and and had uh, an amazing junior career. Uh, but there certainly were over the course of, of his time in junior, where I saw some bumps in the road, uh, whether that be in the playoffs or for whatever reason he never played well in Saskatoon which was his hometown uh, whenever the team went there he'd always have a tough one so yeah I, I'd seen it before he, he was able to bounce back and not that he was you know super busy in overtime but I thought he rebounded well after that and made sure that uh, that Tampa didn't get the next one so I'll give him that but yeah that's not a goal that you want to see go in in a Stanley Cup final game Who's better, Kemper or Francois? I, I would say it's not. There's again my the amount of uh, viewings of Francois are, are limited, so I don't like to speak if I don't have a ton of knowledge on it. But I would say there's not a from what I've witnessed so far. I don't know that there's a big gap there. Hmm. I wonder who Colorado, like, you know, the reality of the situation is Kemper is a UFA. Yeah. Uh, you know, last time I checked, Saskatoon's not in the National Hockey League. So I'm, I'm just, you know where I'm going next here, right, with Darcy Kemper. Yeah. Like, if yeah. he ends up becoming a UFA, should everybody's focused on Billy Huso. And I'm like, well, the body of work is more extensive for, for Kemper. Like, should Edmonton not? We know they were in on him last summer. It hasn't gone perfectly in Colorado, but it's gone pretty well. I don't know if the Avs can afford to re-sign him. We don't know what's going to happen with Mike Smith. Can you not make a compelling argument that Kemper should be on the radar screen if he goes to free agency? Oh, absolutely. Absolutely. Especially you don't know the, the future of Mike Smith. The team's going to have to add, add an Etniner if... Smith doesn't come back, and even if he does, still may have to add a net minder. So I don't know that the, the list is incredibly long of available goaltenders, but the ones that are of the USA variety, Darcy Kemper's got to be near the top of that list. So I, I would say absolutely tires should be kicked on that, maybe even take it around the block for sure. KDK texts the show to say, Bob, 1% of your audience cares about the Stanley Cup final compared to how the Oilers improve next season. That one comes to us from KDK. KDK, I, I had a texter tell me we shouldn't be doing Oilers now in the offseason. We should just take two months off and not do the show. Uh, so 
I would say the television numbers say otherwise. <laughs> it looks like a lot of people are interested in the Stanley Cup final. Yeah. All right. Anyhow, uh, you can text us at 780-496-0063. So, goaltending-wise, uh, and again, Mike Smith has until the end of the month, basically, to, to let Oilers general manager Ken Holland know the lay of the land. Uh, it's interesting, Cam, he did mention that he was hurt three times during the season. And it just makes me... And and that's part of the, the thing with Duncan Keith as well. How badly do guys want to... I mean, these days, I mean, you work goalie camps in the offseason. When the goalies start getting to work? Like the start of July for, uh, you know, a, a oh, yeah. mid, mid-September training camp? Oh, yeah. You see, yeah. Mid, early to mid-July and then usually skating or taking shots or, or whatever almost all the way through. So, yeah, it's, it's, a, it's a grind. Yeah, absolutely. I, I, I can understand why why Mike Smith, after you know, 16 years in the National Hockey League and you know, some time in minor pro and, and then his time in junior, uh, you know, after a while you're going to be like, okay, I I might be done. Yeah, I, I would understand it if he said he was, and especially the the way this past year went and the amount of injuries he had to deal with and gutted it out. Let's be honest to to get through that. If he said. Uh, he was he was good and, and he's going to call it a day. I would completely understand. We're joined by Cam Moon, former Western Hockey League goaltender of the Saskatoon Blades, and he had something in common with Darcy Camper. He never really played well in Saskatoon during his goaltending stuff. <laughs> you're, yeah. you were you were Cam Moon the road show, weren't you? <laughs> I, I would hope we could get a goal early, early and take the crowd out of it when I played at home. There you go, bingo. So they wouldn't give it to me. At least you were good enough to play in the WHL, buddy. I know I wasn't. Uh, Terry has texted us out of New West, which is not a surprise that he's texting from New West asking us this question. Are the Edmonton Oilers going to be in on Nick Delorier? My guess is there's going to be about 25 teams in on Nick Delorier. He's as tough as they come, great technical fighter, and he can also kill penalties. Uh, I can see Dallas Aikens. Uh, blocking slap shots in the nude to get Nick Delorier back in Anaheim. I think their team took a hit after. Uh, what do you think? Yeah, yeah, I could see that. I mean, but you're right. There'll be a lot of teams in the mix. I mean, those those types of players aren't nearly as prevalent as they used to be. Not many even want to do that, to tell you the truth. So, yeah, they, when you, you find one like that, um, they're tough to come by. Well, there's a guy like that that came from the Red Deer Rebels where he used to broadcast their games to the Edmonton Oil Kings, and he got a hat-trick last night in the Memorial Cup. And all day, all day I'm bringing Mr. Weeb into a, uh, a, de- a, a development camp, a rookie camp, and into a main camp because nobody hits anymore. And guys don't put up 95 penalty minutes in 51 games because they truck guys all over the ice cam. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, well, and he was so noticeable in that Seattle series in the WHL final. He was out. He was out with injury. Comes back in his first game back. He is drilling guys all over the ice. Like you had to know where he was, and it made a big difference. I thought in the game, it, it helped Edmonton control the puck against a very good Seattle Thunderbird team. And then last night, you couldn't deny what Jackson we brought to the mix. Sure, he scored three goals and overtime winner and a couple of power play goals uh but he was a presence and uh, taking the body he, he can skate 
He's definitely willing to get in there and mix it up. He got in a tilt last night. You never see that happen anymore at Memorial Cups either. So, yeah, he was. I, I agree. He would be a, a great uh, camp invite for somebody to take a look at for sure. Uh, but he had an impact on that game. And that was the game, let's be honest. The Oil Kings had to have it. Because if you go down 0-2 in it's that over. tournament. It's you, over. It's over. Well, you're battling to win the last game just to get into a tiebreaker. So it, it, it just makes the odds really long if you don't win that. Now they're in a position where if they win against uh, Hamilton in their last round robin game in regulation, that they're in a semifinal. So that helped turn their whole tournament around. And Jackson Weeb was a big part of it. I was happy for him. He's a good kid. Cam, you did a great job pinch hitting for us. Much appreciated. <laughs> a pleasure as always. Thanks a lot. That is Cam Moon from the Oilers Radio Network. Royal Pizza Pizza Pass and so much more. Edmonton owned and operated for over 50 years. For a menu and a list of their 15 Edmonton and area, four in Calgary locations, go online, royalpizza.ca, or download the Royal Pizza app from the App Store. The stopper recommendation is the Mediterranean Chicken. To this day in Oilers history, we go back to 1999. For New West Travel, here is Brendan Escott. Wayne Gretzky headlining a three-member Hall of Fame class, becoming the first player inducted immediately upon retirement. He held over 60 NHL records when he hung up his skates to go with four Stanley Cup rings and a seemingly endless number of hearts, Lester B, Pearsons, Lady Bings, and other hardware. Great player, even a greater guy. Unbelievable. Wayne from the Edmonton Operation. Inside Sports Tonight with Reed Wilkins. What's he got shaking? You're going to hear from last night's overtime hero for the Oil Kings at the Memorial Cup. Jackson Weeb joins the show as does this week's color analyst for the Elks. Not the uh, usual role for Blake Dermott. He'll be on site down alongside Morley Scott when the Elks take on the Stampeders. Tomorrow uh, from NHL Hockey and Rogers for Mid-City Construction Management, Elliot Freeman. For the horses and horsey racing Alberta, a sports at Mark Spector. Um, as well, Al May, a longtime uh, Washington Capital player and broadcaster. He'll make an appearance on tomorrow's show. Our apologies on Ken Holland. Uh, we'll maybe have to do a reschedule for early next week. Up next, a global news weather traffic update with Kevin Robertson, followed by Rob Brickinger from 2 to 3. And then the 6.30 chat afternoons with Jalen and I from 3 to 6. Special thank you to all of you who took the time to uh, text us on the Ashley Fine Floors text line. Back at you tomorrow at noon. So long, everybody. Oilers Now with Bob Stoffer. Weekdays at noon on Oilers Radio. 630 Chad.